If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello again. Thank you for joining me on Vacation Rental Success episode 81. And I had a wonderful email the other day from from a listener over the other side of the lake. Uh, oh, that's, that is Lake Ontario. And uh, it was it was great to hear from Robert Dickerson. Thank you so much for getting in touch with me and and sharing that you've um You've got up to, I think, listening to 56 episodes so far. I really commend you. Uh, actually, I don't listen to that many. <laughs> I'm not absolutely sure I've listened to anywhere near half of them. Um, so I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And thank you so much for sharing with me uh, some of the topics that uh, you'd like us to include on future episodes uh, of Vacation Rental Success. And uh, so some of those uh, topics you, you suggested were um, protecting your property against disasters and the ins and outs of insurance. We did cover this about a year ago um, with Phil Schofield from an in, uh, a UK insurance company. But I think it, it's, it's a great idea to revisit this. And of course, in the light of some of the, the situations that have been you know happening uh, across the, the the U.S. in Texas, for instance, with with the floods, um, I've I've heard of you know vacation properties um, burning down and and issues arising for those. So I think it you know really important topic, and uh, and I will definitely pick up on that and be talking to an insurance expert from here in the uh, in North America, and the other th- um, something else that. Um, that you suggested we might cover as a topic was how to set rates like hotel chains do to maximize occupancy. And I think this is a, you know, this, that's another really good topic. I see some of these Airbnb uh, add-ons coming up that, that help you uh, set rates according to demand. Um, And uh, that, that would be a great one to do. So many thanks, Robert. I really appreciated your email and I look forward to talking again to you soon as you move ahead with plans to buy your own uh, vacation rental. And, uh, you know, hope maybe we, we can cover that in a future episode. Um, weather report. Robert actually mentioned he enjoyed the weather report. So so here you go. Uh, humid, warm, wet. And that's about it, really. Um, we went out on the boat the other day and had a, an absolutely gorgeous little cruise around the lake. And... Uh, Almost missed, uh, when we come back down our river, the current, uh, you know, at this time of year, the current's still quite strong. And in fact, they, they opened the gates on the dam recently to get some, oh, we've had so much rain, they opened the gates on the dam to let a lot of the water out. And uh, we'd sort of miscalculated how fast the flow of the river was. And, and where our house is located, it's it's about, you know, I, I'm not that good at distances, but there's there's probably, it's about 200 feet from the dam. So we have to turn the boat around, fairly narrow um, river area, so we can just bring it alongside the dock. And little slight miscalculation the other day, 
And as we started to turn the pontoon around, the uh, the flow was really taking us down towards it. So it was a little bit of a panic, you know, really stepping on the gas to get that turn in and, and to get us up alongside the dock. I have to say, um, Phil said that uh, his adrenaline was rushing quite a lot at that point. <laughs> So, so we decided perhaps we don't take the boat out again until um, until the flow gets a little bit better. So, uh, you know that that was my week. We, it's been a hugely busy week in the agency. You know, coming up onto the summer season, uh, I was going to talk today about some issues that um, that we've had this week, and one of them was was has been overcrowding, and we we had a complaint from an owner that uh, a group of it should have been six adults and four children that uh, that went to their property, turned into a group of 18. It, it, it always comes down to a he said, she said situation because the owner got this knowledge from the neighbour, but the guest said absolutely not. They may have had a couple of extra people there, but they definitely weren't 18. And uh, it, it was interesting. And I was it, it's something I will probably touch on at the end of this podcast because it's, it's quite important. And it actually... It's something that I, I will probably cover off in the body of it because today I have the the number one vacation rental marketing expert and my friend Matt Landau with me. And we're going to talk about a post that he has just uh, published on his vacation rental marketing blog about um, millennials. And, and he titled it, 10 Sincere Reasons My Friends and I Would Like to Stay at Your Vacation Rental. And he came up and he's and he's talking about you know, his demographic, the millennial demographic, and I think it's really, really important that uh, that this comes up as a as a discussion point, and we start to really consider what's up and coming. So, without further ado, let's move on to talking to Matt. Matt, fantastic to have you with me today again. It's been a couple of, it's been actually been a couple of months. I don't know where the time is going, but you've been on the fly. Yeah, I've been on the fly, Heather. I was just uh, up in the United States. I was on both the East Coast and the West Coast for the last couple of weeks, uh, mixing a little bit of business with pleasure. Got to see my family. Uh, got to have a couple of really great meetings, which I'm excited to share um, the, the, the results of very soon on the blog. And I also got to stay in a couple of vacation rentals. That was probably the most exciting part of all, doing a little bit of market research. I, it's, I think that market research is fantastic. I, I would love, you know, once there's going to come a time when I'm not working in this agency any, lo- any longer. And <laughs> I'm going to go and spend my time doing that market research. It's, it must be a huge amount of fun. It, it's very fun, that's for sure, but it's also incredibly inform, informative, you know, the same way that a restaurant owner might go uh, undercover and, and eat at the local com- competition, staying at a vacation rental and inquiring about different properties and, and examining what they have to offer online is actually incredibly helpful for me as a vacation rental owner and manager and marketer um, in knowing what travelers are looking for because I don't travel in vacation rentals all the time. So this was a very unique um, and valuable experience for sure. 
And you put your own unique perspective on it in the blog post that you've just published, which you titled 10 Sincere Reasons My Friends and I Would Like to Stay at Your Vacation Rental. And you brought us the perspective of the millennial, which is is hugely interesting and very relevant to me at the moment. Be, you know, as, as an owner of an agency, we deal with hundreds of inquiries every day. And we're also, you know, we're representing properties on behalf of 200 odd um, home owners who are putting their trust in us to ensure that we create the best match for their property. So we could be, you know, we're, we're, we're fairly ultra sensitive to the demographic that we're putting in the properties. And I know that, you know, a lot of these, I'm certainly recently, as we get into the latter half of June, we're getting into our last minute market and we're getting more and more inquiries from, from groups of younger people, late twenties, early thirties, who are looking for a um, quick weekend away. Now, usually we, we only rent weekly in the summer, but of course where, where homeowners have gaps in their, in their calendars, they're, they're, they're happy to open up to short breaks and weekends. And that gives us this little bit of a dilemma because we want to, we want to give them the occupancy, we want to make sure we fill up as much of their time as possible, but we want to make sure they get the right match. And they, in, in, on the whole, they're quite risk averse. So I wanted, I think it's just great you wrote this post about, um, f- from the millennial perspective. And I love that you said, we are millennials, here is raw. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually we do quite a lot because if we're turning down somebody because of an age issue, um, we often do hear them raw. And they're telling us, I think quite rightly, that, you know, why should you do this? You know, why are you turning away? As somebody said, why are you turning away your future family guests? Mm. And, and that, to me, it, it sort of brought me up a little bit short. So, you know, I wanted to just talk through your, um, your blog post and some of the very, very interesting points you made from the millennial perspective and just see what your take on it is. Yeah, for sure, Heather. I, I have to say that be, before this trip, um, I was very much in your boat. At my rentals, we try to avoid hosting groups that are too young just because they tend to have parties and make lots of noise and bother the neighbors. Um, and I guess uh, part of this experience was realizing that, yes, there are uh, com- there is a component of that demographic that is not your ideal client. Um, but in my case, I was with my three best friends from childhood. We try to take a trip once a year if we can all sort of squirm away from our jobs and in one case our families. Um, and what I realized is that we are actually ideal clients. Uh, in m- my case, you guys all know about me. Uh, my other friend is an investment banker. One's involved in real estate and the other is a radiologist. And what we like to do when we go on vacation is cook. We like to go shopping at the local market. We like to do a lot of cooking. We drink a little bit of wine at dinner. And we typically fall asleep at 8.30 or 9 p.m. And for us, that's a perfect vacation. And I think to a lot of owners and managers, that sounds like an ideal type of clientele that you wouldn't typically associate with this age group. So I would say this experience was also kind of um, 
it, it taught me a lot of new things about the way that I can market my properties now as well, realizing that people exactly my age uh, with the, these precise sorts of, of tastes and preferences are ready to pay full ticket price for my vacation rentals. So, so what struck you the most when you were looking for your vacation rentals? And I'm, I'm assuming you did all this on the fly last minute um, and hadn't planned it all in advance. Yeah, I would say the first most obvious one is that all my friends obviously delegated this responsibility to me, knowing that I'm involved in this kind of uh, marketing uh, niche. Um, so they were all uh, preferring actual hotel apps. So there's one called Hotel Tonight. Obviously, everyone else is familiar with the other big ones, in which you can literally be on the fly, search for a hotel, get the absolute best prices, review um, all the different uh, guest feedback and choose one within the span of about 20 minutes. The first sort of thing that hit me was that that is not yet possible in the vacation rental space. Um, and I'm sure in a couple years from now that's all going to be changing, but in looking for a, a good option for us, I found myself really having to tap all the different um, resources that I as an expert happened to be familiar with, and I can guarantee that someone who has either not stayed at a vacation rental before or has not traveled all that much would not even know about. So as arguably the expert in this little niche, I was overwhelmed with the um, difficulty of trying to piece together all these different options. I was relying on the different listing sites. I was doing Google searches. I was asking friends. I was asking family. I was searching on Facebook. There was no comprehensive um, hub that I could go to and say, this is it. Um, that being said, the ones that we did find and the ones that did have availability uh, covered a vast gamut of, of response tactics and marketing techniques that I both appreciated in some cases and in other cases really struggled with. Um, the most, the clearest cut um, Thing that kind of goes across the board, it would have been the way in which the owners or managers responded to our first inquiries. I was amazed to see the amount of time that went by between correspondences, realizing that these were more or less last-minute bookings within the span of a week or two weeks, um, and the owner simply hadn't got back to me within 24 hours. So I found myself, in some cases, booking vacation rentals that were less nice simply because the owner off offered this opportunity to book it immediately and quickly and easily uh, and more or less to get it out of the way. So I would say the, the most obvious thing that if any owner or manager listening to this could, could implement tomorrow, it is get back to guests uh, as quickly as humanly possible with a little bit of information, with a little bit of personality, and obviously make the booking process as easy as possible because I, I was on the road the whole time. So I didn't have a chance to sit down at my desktop and print out different options and, and fax back contracts and stuff like that. So that was kind of the most obvious one. Yeah, you made, you made a very interesting point there about, and you, 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 covered, uh, you touched on it a couple of times about um, faxing, about signing rental agreements, having to print them out, fax them. Um, I, I know so many people still do that. And I, it, it, it just does amaze me when there are um, resources out there like DocuSign. Is it because people just don't know that those resources are there? Or, or is it because they are sort of stuck in this old tradition of this is the way you do it? I think it's both. 
For sure. Um, I know in my case, I use an app on my iPhone called Genius Scan, which is, I think, free or it might cost a dollar or two. And it allows you to take a photo uh, from a bird's eye view of your paper and it converts it onto a digital format. Um, the owner that did ask me to, to fax something was, was amazed that that existed. So I think in that case, there was a little bit of, um, they weren't quite up to date on technology. But also in terms of convenience factors, there are other tools out there that are very inexpensive. I know in that particular post that we're talking about, Tina in the comments section asked about a recommendation and someone did suggest DocuSign, which is incredibly easy. Um, and in the case of my own rentals, we asked someone to check a box on the confirmation form that very clearly states the terms and agreement, um, any kind of cancellation policies, anything like that. We almost never have any kind of problems with those uh, issues. I understand that different properties might have different uh, length of stays and different deposit amounts, etc. cetera. Um, but in my, my own case, I found that to be a, a definite turnoff. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely uh, appreciate that. I mean, we, we booked a, we, we, as you know, with our Bahamas trips just recently, um, going through that and then having that. And the other thing was wiring money. Um, we had to wire money, which actually cost us significantly more than, uh, than we expected because our bank charged us to wire the money and their bank charged us to wire the money. So, mm -hmm. so you went on to, to talk about that, about, you know, you, you want people to accept credit cards or PayPal payments. Um, really anything that I could have performed from my mobile device would have been acceptable. Uh, for me, PayPal is easy because I already have the app. I literally just type in the owner's email address and fire him over the amount that he's requesting. Um, but I don't have the time to go to a bank. I don't have the time to get to write a check and put it in the mail and send it. Um, for me, those are kind of archaic payment models. So, so you're willing, because you know, obviously, that the credit, your know, merchant services fees add an awful lot to, you know, if you're adding another three percent on um, for for the merchant service, and I'm talking, you're know, actually talking very personally here from an agency perspective. You know, when when our merchant services bill is somewhere in the region of sixty to seventy grand a year, um, that 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 does take a huge chunk. And That's you know, huge. And I, I would definitely have you ever tried negotiating that down? We 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 do yes regularly each year. Okay. I I would I would argue that it's a it's a cost of doing business, and if you currently receive X amount of dollars coming in under your existing payment ratio. I would argue that allowing this um, digital payment, whether it's 3% or 3.5% or 2%, um, could theoretically allow you to double the amount of incoming dollars you have. And in that sense, it's not that expensive. It's a terrific decision. So it really depends on, on your situation for sure. Yeah, that, that makes, it makes a huge amount of sense what, to, what you just said. And I know we're, we're moving to it anyway. So, um, but, uh, but, for, for for many owners and agencies, I know certainly up in, in in this neck of the woods, the old check still is is still required, and and I see I that changing. That. And I say, you know, the we're we're, we're dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't even have a checkbook, Heather. I don't. <laughs> I, I know. Check. Yeah. So so I think you know it's it's something that that we we have to look at um, moving moving away from for sure. 
um, because you as you know, your demographic, as, exactly as you say, you don't have checkbooks. You're so used to now just um, scanning, scanning your phone or whatever. You see, I'm actually, aren't I sounding like a dinosaur here? <laughs> <laughs> And I, do you know, I am so much more switched on to this than, than most of my peers. Yeah, you totally are. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. The places we did end up booking in the end were all offering online payments. Yeah. Um, and those individuals received several hundred dollars, in some cases, several thousand dollars of my bookings simply because that was an option. And the people who didn't have that as an option did not receive the bookings. So in the end, it's a trade off. Yeah. And I think uh, it, it's it's hugely important what you've just said. And it's something that we, we do really need to listen to. And just, just going on from that, it was your point four about we're always on the fly, needing to be able to search for identifying booking rental from the convenience of your iPhone. And, you know, once again, I'm hands in the air to our, our agency website is still currently not mobile friendly. It will be in about two months time once we have completed our, our transition to a new site but the so many sites I look at are still not mobile friendly. Um, how much of a difference does that make for you? Um, it made a big difference. And as you know, if you're looking at a website on an iPhone or any kind of mobile device that's not optimized for mobile, it's really hard to navigate. Uh, it's, uh, it's painful to, to squint and find where the phone number is featured or where the um, you know, the email address or the, the availability calendar is. Um, and I think something that can be a little bit misleading sometimes is, is uh, realizing that I was on the fly and I'm looking for more or less a last minute booking. I'm not looking for the night of, but I am looking for a booking in for a night or two or three in the next couple of weeks. Um, that's an entirely different traveler profile, a search profile than someone, say, who's booking a vacation rental for their family reunion. Chances are they're not going to be doing that research on the iPhone. Uh, and that's something that at my rentals, we book all of our reservations many, many months in advance. Uh, and it can be very easy to overlook the fact that our website wasn't formerly mobile friendly. We just did it out of you know best practices. But it doesn't necessarily apply to your bread and butter clients today. Those people may very well be sitting down at their desktop spending many hours on a screen as big as your refrigerator reviewing the details of your vacation rental property. So this was a unique type of booking that I was looking to make on the fly, doing so as I was drinking an espresso in a coffee shop or doing so as I was sitting in the passenger seat of our car. And again, it just, it's, it's a different um, behavior that needs to be taken into account. Most of the major listing sites have invested that money in that technology that allows that search and browsing to take place on the fly, which is great. Um, but kind of segueing into a second point, I often found myself identifying a property on a listing site, be it uh, VRBO or HomeAway or Airbnb, that I liked. Um, and then I went over to Google or I went somewhere else to search and find a little bit more information about this property, and I found nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Google searches from a mobile device are incredibly easy, and I would, I would look up either the name of the property or the name of the owner, and there was no other reputation that I could count on online. And this is sort of leading into another big topic for me 
as travelers, you need to be very wary of this new industry that does have its quirks. There are certainly all the scams and, and issues that we've all read about. Um, you need to have that surround sound reputation. You need to have a couple results on Google featuring your property. You need to have perhaps your own website. You need to have your own social media presence. You need to have all these little things to prove to me that you are a legitimate host. And in a lot of cases, I was disappointed to see that the owners only had a listing on, let's say, VRBO. Um, and for me, that wasn't quite enough to be sure that the place that I was selecting was as nice as the owner or manager fashioned it to seem. Yeah, that brings us to your point number nine about appreciating personality and um, the... And you said the least intriguing vacation rental options were the ones with short descriptions, no owner bio or about us story. And and it's that that's an interesting one to me because I I will rarely book anything where I don't know about the owner, where I haven't seen the about us section. I want mm-hmm. to know why they bought the property, what what they love about it. And a lot of people, a lot of owners and managers feel that that's getting a little too private. They don't like to share information about themselves or about how they acquired the property or about why they love the destination so much. But it really does make a difference. And I'll say, looking back, I didn't even really realize this, but all the properties that I did book, I was able to directly connect with the host, be it a manager or an owner, um, whether it was email or telephone uh, or Skype or whatever. Um, And that individual... The mere act of interacting with them not only built my trust immediately, showing me that this is someone who's had this cabin in Yosemite for many, many years. He's in love with hikes. He'd like to recommend several different hikes. Uh, There's one individual, one specific hike that has the most spectacular waterfall view. That sold me. And that was giving me a little bit of his personality, giving me a little bit of his passion about the area, which is really what I think my type of my people, <laughs> my millennial <laughs> people are looking for when we go to a destination. We don't want the sterile hotel. We don't want the resort, uh, you know, all-inclusive resort. We want unique stories and we want individuals who can share their love for a destination and inject us into the local lifestyle as soon as possible. And like I said in the post, my friends and I don't have a whole lot of time to share with each other every year. So when we do go to a destination, we want to be plugged in and we want all that wonderful information and we want to know the personality of the individual who who has been here for many years so that when we go to the coffee shop and when we go to the farmer's market, we can say, oh yeah, I'm I'm actually staying at John's place. Mm -hmm. And that creates an entirely different dynamic of of an experience as opposed to the traditional, you know, booking a holiday in online. Yeah, uh, there was there was another part of that uh, that uh, section that I had to go online to look at because you said this doesn't mean if if you're if you're giving your information in in that way to help your your guests become part of the become become a one with the with the location. Um, you said this doesn't mean you have to give me TMI. I'm afraid I had to go and look <laughs> that up. That's a millennial term, I think. I know, and I, <laughs> I think I really think you should publish a list of millennial terms. TMI for those who don't know it is too much information. It's when you get a little <laughs> bit too personal, and it's like, okay, I don't need to know about your in-laws in this particular transaction. 
Yes, but you just go on to say, don't be afraid to align your identity with your vacation rental brand, which I think is is absolutely you know, just just great, great advice. And I, I do la- like that idea of of introducing personality into into your email response. And I and I noticed that um Andy McNulty gave a response to on on the blog. Um he said your comment about email responses perfectly captures why I chose the eventual place we booked. Uh the response to my inquiry went went further than yes it's available for X number of dollars and instead actually told me something about the island. It was personable made me feel like I was getting in, insider access and was fast. And now I think, you know, and Andy, I know he rents a, a lot of places and his his knowledge on being a guest is is second to none. So I, I think, you know, we take what you wrote there and Andy's response, and I think that really says it all. And I think it's important to remember that when, when people read the word professional, we want vacation rental owners to be more professional I think oftentimes they misconstrue that to mean we want them to be like, you know, the check-in guy at the Howard Johnson. That's not the kind of professional that at least I'm referring to. And, and frankly, I think the beauty of vacation rentals is that each of them and their hosts do have their own personality. And I don't think anyone should be afraid to share that and to embrace that. I know a lot of the members uh, on the Inner Circle and those who are commenting on this particular post really embrace their personality and things that they love and what their life is all about with what's offered through their vacation rental. And to me, that's just an incredible value add. It gives me someone to talk about when I go home. It gives me uh, the name of someone that I can refer a friend to. It it just makes the experience so much more robust Mm -hmm. as opposed to the, the generic, you know, nameless concierge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell me, Matt, when when you're making these inquiries and the owners find out it's it's four guys, do they know that you're in your early thirties, or, or do, do, does that was anybody asking your ages? No one asked our ages. I did say we are four adult males. Uh, I, I, no one asked. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't really know how to explain that either. I guess when I was inquiring, I, inquiring, I was thinking to myself, could this be potentially viewed as a as a um, a less quality inquiry, and mm-hmm. it very well may have. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't hear back from a number of the owners. Um, but I do think that that could have been helpful for them to know that we were all professionals, that we're not looking to party, that we're simply looking to talk about high school and drink delicious wine. Yeah. Um, I, again, I, I would have had the exact same stereotype, I must say. And and sitting there in Santa Barbara, watching the sunset, um, having a really relaxed evening, it was just the perfect proof that not all groups of four young men are like that. And I think as we get older, you know, I could be perceived to be at the very uh, edge of this millennial category. As we get older, we're going to want to come back to those same places more and more often. We're going to want uh, ultimately be be having families come back to those same spaces as well. And I guess the argument would be that the, the individual, the vacation rental owner or manager that's able to capture our loyalty now more or less has us for life because those who are passing on the opportunity for one reason or another um, may very well uh, skip out on our business for eternity. 
Really appreciate that. Now let's let's put it in another another context here. So so your four guys who are doing a road trip, which I you know if I if if they came to me, I think it would for me that would be absolutely fine. I'd love to have you come stay at one of my places. Now if you're ten. Um, that's going to be a slightly different matter, you know, as a group of 10. How, how should we deal with, with that, do you think? I think it has a lot to do with marketing and the way that you're presenting your property. I think there's a way to uh, encourage or discourage any kind of behavior. Um, there are some subtle hints that can be dropped here and there. Uh, you know, one of the ones that I've heard uh, is a manager or owner on site which is meant to suggest don't party because the person who's in charge can kick you out at any time. There's, um, you know, the, the price point. Typically, those who are looking to have massive parties aren't necessarily looking for the most expensive. Um, you can learn to profile those individuals as well. That is to say, you know, someone who's booking for six months from now is most likely not going to be a partier. Um, you can say very explicitly that we don't permit these sorts of uh, parties. I know you, Heather, at your agency, you guys mentioned that there's neighbors around. It's in a quiet community. Um, in, in my particular case, here in Panama, we don't get a whole lot of groups of 10 guys coming for spring yeah. break, say. Um, but I have to think that if I was one of those 10 guys looking to vacation for two days in Panama City Beach, Florida, and I saw on a description that was very respectfully and explicitly differentiating itself from the typical, you know, come here and you guys can stay up all night, um, I would respect that. And I would understand that. And I frankly wouldn't want some annoying person uh, on my butt telling me to quiet down. Granted, I don't really do those kind of trips anymore, but I did at <laughs> one time. And I certainly remember the manager, God bless her heart, who was trying to uh, handle our group at that time. Um, but I think there are certain hints, uh, certain la phrases that can be mentioned in your, uh, in your marketing. I think also you learn over time to profile these individuals. You take a risk on one, and if it worked well, you learn that you know, the person asking for this kind of property actually worked out well, and you document that, versus maybe in your case you have had a couple of negative experience, and you can say, wow, I noticed that when the inquiry was very short, and they were asking for 10 plus individuals and they asked if we had a pool, that was a negative sign. Um, I think it's also about learning this new demographic. Again, it's very new and no one can conclusively say precisely what this individual looks like when they're booking. Um, so a lot of it is going to go into a little bit of trial and error and sleuth work on behalf of the owner or manager to figure out in the same way you do with uh, tire kickers. Tire kickers are nothing new. But owners and managers who have been in the business for a little while have learned how to identify them before it gets too late and, you know, suggest that they go and stay at your competitor. <laughs> yeah, you, you make some great points there. And it, uh, it's, it's difficult not to because you're not um, it's not a one size, you know, millennials are not one size fits all. <laughs> and I was right. looking at the um, a, a post that uh, that Donna Martinez put in the inner circle about uh, she, she just uh, it was some some research with twelve types of millennials, and I thought, oh no, we've got <laughs> I've twelve got a, of them. Twelve of them, and you know, I this first one that that jumped out at me was the programmers, fist bumping, hard partying, male tech pros, and I thought, yeah, these these are our groups of ten <laughs> that we've been getting. 
I can't say I'm an expert in that demographic, but um, I definitely know a couple of them. Yeah, but there's also the, you know, the culinary explorers and we know, you know, I know them. It's it's the 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 groups who their first question is where's the where's the nearest farmers market. Right. And that might be another thing, you know, in your in your inquiry form, you could say what is the primary purpose of your visit? Is it to party? Is it to cook? Is it to experience the culture? Is it to, you know, whatever. Those are all little little kind of guides that I think owners and managers can use to get a better idea of this screening process. We love vacation rentals and our goal was to stay in a vacation rental every single place that we stopped. It just so happened that not all of them were in tune with our needs and I don't think, like I mentioned to you earlier, I don't think that this is a definitive um, set of actions that every owner and manager needs to take. I think it's it's, there's no single right answer to any of these techniques. A lot of owners and managers may be perfectly content and perfectly, perfectly profitable with the way they do things now. Um, I believe the art of this process is learning to recognize the, the trade-offs and the ramifications of which type of marketing you do choose. Um, and I would argue that the individual who is able to connect with my type of client will have us for a very, very long time. Um, and those who don't may very well continue renting out to their existing client base and sort of wither away with, mm-hmm. with modernity. Great points, Matt. Matt, you did a fantastic job with that blog post. I, I loved every single point you made. Uh, and I'm certainly going to take a lot of them out and and review them with with some of our owners and and just just talk about you know just get get the conversation going about the the new generation that that's coming up because these are these are this is the generation that's going to become the parents and the grandparents of of the future. So I would be happy to be your, your personal millennial consultant. Heather, <laughs> you just tell me when to go in and I'll go in and give them the exact same spiel. <laughs> that, and that I'll was- also say, Heather, I want to give you some kudos. I, I had a lot of airplane time the last couple of weeks and I caught myself up to date on all your podcasts. You do such an amazing job. So great job there as well. Thank you so much. Well, I'm I'm just loving. I'm just getting back into the inner circle myself, and there's some amazing topics. Oh my God, there's got some amazing people in there. Just yeah. that they, they are. You know, we talk. You talked about professionals, but they they are, these are people who really really care about about what they're doing, even if it's just you know it's it's just one property. You know, again, kudos to you for getting that together because it's it's just pooling. Um, these experts all in one place, and it's it's an amazing place to be. And individuals are evolving too. It's we encourage all of our members to look beyond their own walls for ideas and support. And no single individual has all the resources, and no single individual is a definitive de facto expert on any given topic. Uh, everyone is conducting their own little experiments, and with each effort everyone is kind of making, we're creating a new kind of overall image. I think of the the prototypical owner or manager. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has been absolutely fantastic to talk to you again, Matt. I think I, I, I love these these chats we have. I know you, you're heading into an extremely busy day, uh, as am I. Are you, are you back in Panama now? 
Yeah, I got back last night. So today is um, obviously overwhelming amount of things to catch up on, but I'm very excited. This was a wonderful way to start my day. Well, I'm glad you were able to take the time to share with me. So thanks again. My pleasure. Talk soon, Heather. Yeah, you too, Matt. As ever, it was just great to talk to Matt and just get his perspective. I remember listening to a podcast, oh, must have been about a year ago, and it was uh, the podcast was about how well millennials and boomers can work together and each bring their different perspective to a uh, to a project or a situation. Um, you know, the millennial with the with the drive, the ideas, the the knowledge of technology, and and the millennial with uh, with all the experience. Uh, of of being around the world for for quite some considerably longer time, and it was a fascinating uh, fascinating discussion actually. Probably the reason that uh, that Mike and I work so well together. When we're together and we're working, there is that there used to be, but there is no mom and son stuff going on anymore. Um, it really is you know two very enthusiastic motivated business people getting together and but coming together with very different um outlooks and perspectives so just terrific to learn how matt saw uh the whole vacation rental booking process and quite enlightening so of course i've put the link to the show notes um at um, cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS081 for you to go and have a look. And if you haven't already gone to that blog post of Matt's, then you can just click on the link and it will take you there. Um, hopefully I'm going to find that uh, that list that Donna posted on Matt's Inner Circle, um, the 12 types of millennials, because that was, that was quite a bit of fun to uh, to read. So that brings us to the end of another fun episode and I hope you uh, enjoyed enjoyed that one. Over the course of the next few weeks I'm going to bring all sorts of different people along. Um there'll be some owners, some agency, so some independent owners, some agency owners and some people that are involved in the vacation rental business. Hopefully you are going to enjoy all the the different perspectives that uh, that come along. And you know, what's what's really great about this is that I don't ever run out of people to talk to. Um, there's always somebody new and interesting and fascinating and, you know, they, they have different ideas and different ways of looking at things. And uh, and I just love it. So, you know, and and of course, um, just, uh, just like Robert did uh, in his email to me, if you want to email me, let me know what you'd like to hear, then I, of course, would love to hear from you. So email me at heather at cottageblogger.com and I'll be delighted to respond to you. So once again, thanks a lot for listening. It's been a great pleasure and I'll look forward to being with you again very, very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh,